Welcome to more Money Minutes for Doctors, where we're going to be talking about estate planning for doctors. Catherine Besson is here. I'm the CEO and founder of MD Financial Advisors. So welcome back. Now you might remember way back, we discussed financial plans for doctors. And we spoke a little bit about estate plans. And today we're going to dive in and discuss why it's important for doctors to have an estate plan in place. Now, if you have further questions or if there's something you'd like us to cover in a future episode, please reach out to us at info at mdfinancialadvisors.com. And please don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow us on social media at MD Financial Advisors. And that way you won't miss an episode. So let's talk a little bit about estate planning. You know, there can be a lot of different reasons for people to be thinking about estate planning. A big one for our doctors is that they want to take care of their children or their grandchildren. Uh, Some of our clients, particularly we find with a lot of our doctors who've moved here from another country, their parents are back in the old country, they may not be very well off financially. And a lot of those doctors want to make sure that their elderly parents are also provided for. Sometimes we have clients that want to donate to a charity or a specific cause. And of course, many of our clients have like family heirlooms that they want to pass on to just the right beneficiary. But I will say one of the big reasons you want to do estate planning is to save on estate taxes. And this is going to be a much, much bigger issue over the next couple of years, which we'll be talking about in just a minute. So whatever your reasons are, We should be thinking about estate planning and we're gonna talk about how to put your estate plan together and some of the things that you should be thinking about. Now, before we get into my five key points today, I wanna talk a little bit about the difference between an estate tax and an inheritance tax. So an estate tax is a tax that's on the value of your entire estate at the time of your death. And there's a federal estate tax and many states also have an estate tax. Now that differs a little bit from inheritance taxes because the estate tax is gonna be paid by the estate. The inheritance tax is going to be paid by the beneficiaries. An example of an inheritance tax might be an IRA. If your father left you an IRA upon his death, by the way, the entire value is likely to be included in the estate for estate tax purposes, but there may also be inheritance taxes. It's called income in respect to a decedent, and those will be taxed on the IRA in my example. So very important to be thinking about these things in advance. And as many of my listeners know, I am an attorney, and one of the first things my a mentor in the law firm coached me on was this, all estate taxes are voluntary. So yes, it's completely possible to set your estate up so that you don't have any estate taxes. And that's something we'll be going into more detail in the future. All right, my main thoughts about estate taxes. Number one, they can have a big impact on where you live. So right now, as I'm recording this, the federal estate tax limit for a married couple filing jointly who are both U.S. citizens is a whopping $22 million. Yes, that's right. The last administration raised it up to $22 million. Now, I'll be frank, we have over 500 clients from Hawaii to Cape Cod. Not one of them has an estate that's at $22 million. So currently, none of our doctors have a federal estate tax problem. But then we get into some of the states 
And some of the highest states have an additional tax on top of the federal tax. So if you take Washington and Hawaii, it's 20%. And of course, Washington, I'm sure, feels very um, righteous about having a 20% estate tax on top of the federal estate tax. And the reason is, of course, there's no state income tax in Washington. Minnesota and Rhode Island both have 16%. Now, typically, these amounts do not kick in until you get to a certain threshold. Uh, $3 million in and Minnesota is one of the thresholds. Some of the states have thresholds as low as a million dollars meaning any amounts over that threshold is going to be subject to state estate tax. Now, as of 2021, 33 states do not collect estate taxes. So that's good news if you live in those states. If you've been listening to the news recently, you'll notice that the administration has announced that they want to change the estate tax a lot. First of all, they want to reduce that threshold way down to a much, much lower level, which means a lot more estates are going to be subject to the estate tax, and they want to increase the percentages, so it's kind of going to be a double whammy. And when it comes to doctors, we went from zero doctors having an estate tax problem, if this law passes, to 100% of our doctors will have an estate tax problem going forward. Now, just a word to our doctors who are on green cards, or maybe we've got a doctor that's a U.S. citizen who's married to a non-citizen or vice versa. In those situations, those limits I mentioned, the 22 million currently on the federal level, or the one to six million on the state level, applies to couples where both married couples are U.S. citizens. So if you're married uh, to a person who's not a U.S. citizen, or maybe you're here on green cards, there are things that you can do to avoid these taxes. But once again, you'll definitely want to talk to an attorney to make sure it's set up properly. All right. Stay tuned, though. We will be having a lot more podcasts as the tax laws change in the future so that you can prepare and, and take care of yourselves and try to reduce those taxes as much as possible. All right. The next thing to think about is the value of your estate. And I know a lot of people are under the mistaken belief that they have so little assets that they aren't going to be subject to a state tax. But the facts of the matter are that you're probably richer than you think. And here's the reason why. As I mentioned before, estates actually include retirement plans. So it's not unusual for us to have a doctor who, who dies prematurely to have two or $3 million or more in their 401ks, their 403bs, their IRAs. And once again, keep in mind that money has never been taxed for income tax purposes. So we're going to have some inheritance tax due there. And on top of that, it's also included in the estate. So yes, it is a double taxation. A lot of people don't understand that their life insurance death benefits also fall into the category of the value of your estate. So it's not unusual for us to have a resident or a fellow that's got a very inexpensive $2 million term life insurance policy, maybe $3 million. When they're young and healthy, this is very, very cheap. It's probably less than $100 a month. They don't even realize, guess what? That's going to be included in the estate. Instead of their children inheriting the entire life insurance policies, very likely those kids will have to pay up some money to some states for the state estate tax. And if the rules change, there's going to be some federal estate tax too. Now, keep in mind, if you're a married couple in the United States and you leave all of your wealth to your spouse, 
You can avoid estate taxes. That's a very important thing to know, but unfortunately your children could be hit with those estate taxes. Also, if you throw in personal belongings like cars, artwork, jewelry, maybe antiques, even the equity in your home, these are all things that add to the value of your estate, can get it up over those thresholds and can cause estate tax issues. All right, the next thing to think about is the age of your beneficiaries. If your beneficiaries are your children and they're still minors, this can be a major reason that you want to get an estate plan put together. Because if you don't, in most states, your children will inherit your wealth when they become adults. Usually that's age 18. And I have to tell you, I can't think of any children, including my own, who at 18 could manage millions of dollars of inheritance, which they might be getting from insurance policies. So we always recommend that you put together trust to manage the money for your children. You appoint a very trustworthy trustee and that money then is given to the children for really good purposes, for their health, their education, their welfare. It is not gonna be given to them to buy a new Lamborghini. So if worse comes to worse and something happens to you and your spouse, we want to make sure that you've got a plan in place that's gonna take care of this money for your children when they turn 18 and even afterwards. So think about yourself and when did you feel like you became really money savvy? So as I mentioned in my law practice, I very frequently am doing estate plans for clients. And one of the things we talk about is creating a revocable trust or sometimes a testamentary trust. Remember a trust is just a, think of it as a basket that holds uh, assets and investments. And we have three parties to a trust. We've got the trustee, We've got the trustor or the grantor that puts the assets in the trust. That's going to be you, our doctors. And then we've got the beneficiaries. The trustee manages the trust and the assets for the benefit of the beneficiaries. So often I will suggest to clients that maybe they want to think about staging their gifts to their children. The first thing we want to do first, of, of course, is we want to make sure that they're educated. We want to make sure they've got a place to live. They've got food, clothing, health. Obviously, those are all the number one concerns. And those children should get that at any age, no matter how old they are when they become the beneficiaries of this trust. But let's assume for a minute that there's some money left over after their health, education, and welfare is taken care of. And then I usually suggest that we stage the, the distributions out of the trust to the beneficiaries depending upon their age. So a very common scheme that we use is they might get 25% of the trust assets at age 25, they might get another 25% at age 30, and then they get the final 50% at age 35 or, or 40. And that gives them a couple kicks at the cat, a chance to blow through it, but not blow the entire amount. But still at some point in the future, they don't have to answer to a trustee because the money will all be theirs. So there's no right or wrong answer there. Just think about what you think would be helpful for your particular family situation. Now, one thing to think about in my next point is the beneficiaries on your accounts and your insurance policies. So you know that when you go to work, you have to list a beneficiary on your 401ks or your 403bs at work. Um, if you've got an IRA and you've set those up, that custodian wants you to list a beneficiary. Uh, and that's also very, very true, of course, with your insurance policies. Many of our doctors don't realize 
that those beneficiary designations actually trump your estate planning documents. Here's what I mean by that. If your estate planning documents say you want to leave everything to your spouse, 100%, that's fantastic. But if your retirement plan, your IRA or your 401k says that you want to divide it equally among your three children, then guess what? Your spouse isn't going to get that money. It's going to be divided equally among your three children. So it's very important that you double check your beneficiary designations and you make sure that they line up with your estate plan and that they do what you want them to do. Now, this is particularly important if you're divorced because occasionally I hear stories about the former spouse being listed on the retirement plans, but we've now got a new spouse, we've got a new will, we think everything is hunky-dory, oh, contraire. Uh, unfortunately, client dies and um, I'm sorry, but the former spouse still listed on that huge 401k plan at work, he or she's gonna be getting that, not your current spouse or not the beneficiaries under your current will. So take a look at that and a word to the wise. Now, my final point is both your plans and your estate plan need to move with you. In fact, many of our doctors are moving all over the country and it's rare to find a doctor that has not moved since we started working with them. So since these taxes vary state by state and probate issues vary state by state, a lot of the estate planning things are local laws, make sure that your will and estate plan is up to date if you move to another jurisdiction. And you can do that by just engaging another local attorney and asking them to review it. Many of the estate planning uh, rules that we use are federal, so they don't change from state to state, but very often there's some local nuances that you wanna make sure that you're taking care of in your up-to-date documents. And then, as I mentioned, we're anticipating some very drastic tax laws going into place. As I mentioned, estate taxes are actually voluntary. So if those new tax laws are enacted, then you will want to meet with your attorney to get this estate plan updated to make sure that you're paying the least amount of taxes possible. All right, so in conclusion, you know, estate plans are a vital part of every asset protection strategy that we put together for doctors. And they're very important in protecting your assets during your life and after death. Now, if you do not yet have an estate plan or you haven't updated yours recently, we'd recommend reach out to your financial advisor and get a recommendation for an attorney. We know a lot of attorneys around the country that might be able to help you if that would be of interest to you. So in closing, please follow us on social media. And if you found this helpful, I'd so be grateful if you'd forward it on to your colleagues. So remember, I have a passion for doctors. I have a passion for helping doctors just feel much more financially secure and at peace about their finances. So if you have any questions about your finances that you'd like us to address in a future issue, please reach out to us. Or if you'd like a second opinion on your current financial situation. So take care, please stay healthy and prosper. 